Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. We got Jordan from Everything Catholic. It's going to be a stinky one. Stinky. We're talking about smells of the Bible. Yes, that's right. We're talking about all the places in the Bible where smells are described. We're going to be talking about incense, chrism oils, and so much more. Holy smokes, this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, holy moly, holy smokes, Father Rich, your little uh, incensor there is powerful, think, man. This I, is straight from Santiago de Compostela right here. I think well, Howard's beard's on fire. <laughs> I guess it's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, this I guess is it's not the size, it's how you use it, because that thing's got this place I'm, smoked I'm up. I'm telling you, man, the coals are hot. The coals are hot. This show's going to be incredible, because we've got some really important things to talk about. It's also going to be incredible because this is going to be the first time in the history of the Catholic talk show that the uh, smoke alarms and all the water is going to come out. <laughs> I'm sure with the amount of smoke in here, it's going to happen. It's like between two ferns <laughs> with McConaughey. Uh, but no, this is an episode a lot of people have asked us about because, you know, we've done episodes on holy water. We've done episodes on candles. And it's kind of one of the things that people love about Catholicism is the smells and the bells. Now, we've done the bells. We've done holy water and all these things. But smoke is something so intrinsically tied yeah. to the Catholic faith, the sense, the incense, the chrism oil. And we're going to talk about today all the places in the Bible and all the ways that in the liturgy, scents and smoke are used for us to help glorify and come closer to God. And we're really lucky to be joined by Jordan from Everything Catholic. <laughs> and overjoyed that Jordan joined us. Yeah. Jeez. Hi, joining Jordan. <laughs> Jerry Jordan's jelly jar, JJJ. <laughs> uh, always love having you here, Jordan. You always bring so many cool things, and you're such a craftsman, and yeah. you got a lot of really great things yeah. where you're using these scents. So that's uh, going to be a cool opportunity. And just out of friendship, it was just awesome to hang out last night yeah, and, and have some fellowship. Oh, that was fire. good. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think... The first place that we can start um, is, number one, if you think this is a good episode. And, I'm and sure you're you already know, loving it. Right. Pound that subscribe That's right. button right now. Just absolutely smoke it all out, man. Get the subscribe button, the share button. And then Ding. if you want to support us, because obviously our smoke uh, detectors aren't working because yeah. we're, we're broke. <laughs> you can go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon. You can come, become a patron and you get all kinds of great gear. And all Hoodies, kinds of movies. coffee cups. Maybe Howard we should do a candles here. Hey, Howard, Howard needs cool beard plugs now because <laughs> beard plugs. He's, he's, <laughs> his beard is burnt. Yeah, this was like a really terrible conclave. We didn't have papal ballots to burn, so we just <laughs> burnt his beard, and that's why it's white and kind of Habumus Howard. You know, it's great. <laughs> so, Father, why do we use this? Well, in you the know, the, the practical aspects of it, and and this is what I love about having the representation of one of the most important sites in all of Christendom in, in respect to Santiago de Compostela. We had our, our first pilgrimage yeah. to visit the tomb of St. James, and um, they have the largest thurible in the church. You know? It's massive. It is so huge, and it's one of the most impressive things that you will ever see if yeah. you ever make your way to um, you know, pilgrimage to northwest Spain and visit the tomb. But practically... 
You know, when you think about people traveling 500 miles <laughs> and hiking for days. It smells worse than Howard's beard. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a practicality to it. So, you know, out of all of the pilgrims, you know, coming in sweaty from a, from a lifelong hike, um, the incense provides that, that environmental scent and it leaves an impression and also an attachment to the clothing whenever you use it. Um, so that's the practical element of it. Something I like psychologically related to uh, incense is that the sense of smell is the most evocative of memory. Mm -hmm. It's so smoky here. Did it's he great. Just, <laughs> I thought I just heard a sound from Howard over no. there. But yeah, it's the most evocative of memory. So mm -hmm. when you relate anything to something holy... You know, when you when you think about a funeral, mm -hmm. you know, of someone you love, the, the use of incense as the incense is bellowing out over our mm -hmm. loved ones. And then related to the solemnities and Christmas and Easter and the high feast days, you're using incense and it's drawing all of these things that may be difficult, the death of someone, into these experiences of the promises of God of eternal life in respect to Christmas and Easter and these high feast days of these holy apostles and and uh, yeah, and you brought others. up a great point. I mean, think about Grandma's kitchen in the morning when I used mm -hmm. to go over there and smell breakfast. It's like you associate things with your all of your senses, mm -hmm. and the church does a really good job doing that. Another thing that I found interesting, I was talking to somebody about this thoroughfare at at uh, Compostela. It was. It actually gets rid of bacteria too mm. in the air. Mm -hmm. So if you've got like a virus or whatever going around through these people, the the incense actually kills it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an important point because if you look at the historical use of incense in the liturgy, it goes all the way back to Old Testament mm -hmm. times. I mean, this goes back to all of human history. I mean, there's records of the Assyrians and the Egyptians using it, but specifically for this show, we're talking about how the Hebrews would use it, mm -hmm. and it was specifically for that purification. Yep. Because, you know, if you've read anything of the Old Testament, you can understand how important it was to be spiritually purified, but it was done through the corporal purification, through washing, through anointing, and through incense. Mm. So that was, like you said, one of the primary practical reasons was the purification, the destruction of, yeah. uh, of you know, bacteria. But then there's also the sanctification element of it. And that's, you'll see this a lot in scripture in the Old Testament that, through this purification, they're being purified, but then the, the, symb the symbology of it is that it's their prayers and their supplications mm -hmm. in the smoke mm -hmm. becoming the ether and rising up to the throne mm -hmm. of God yeah. mm -hmm. in the form of prayer. And here's something I, I, I love to mention is that God doesn't need our sacrifices. He doesn't need the, the burnt offerings. He doesn't need the smoke. He doesn't need the candle. He doesn't need the holy water. These are for us because we are corporal beings and this helps us draw closer to him and with our limited intellect, visualize and at least have some sense of the mystery of the mm. completely incomprehensible triune God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'm, as you're expressing that so beautifully, Shiel, um, I'm just... Thank you, it's in the smoke. Well, I mean, it, it creates the element of mystery. It does. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I'm imaging being present with my children this past year for uh, First Holy Communion and being before the Blessed Sacrament and kneeling down and the kids being drawn into that mystery and, you know, I'm whispering to them. Now I put incense in the thurible mm -hmm. over the coals and then mm -hmm. the smoke rises before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And, and they, I mean, it was beautiful to see how deeply impacted they were before our Lord. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's true, it's like 
at every time we expose the blessed sacrament, every time we we do benediction, incense is there, and it draws us into an encounter in the mystery for sure. Yeah. So, you talked about the 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 memory mm-hmm. being associated with smell being mm-hmm. one of the most powerful things that that triggers memories, and just whenever I smell incense, it always brings me back to. The years as a kid where I served as an altar server at Mass, I went to the Most Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Augusta, Georgia, and the pastor, I mean, incense was at every Mass, and it was one of my favorite parts of being an altar server because during the homily, we'd go in the back and do a little pyrotechnics with the charcoal (laughs) and sprinkling, and it was just so much fun. But, I mean, it was like, how much incense can we load in there and really smoke the place out? But uh, but you don't see that very much anymore. So Mm -hmm. many churches, I mean... That's the only church that I've uh, that I've been to or been a member of where consistently incense was present, and it's very rare to see that these days. Yeah, Why it, is that? Yeah, so, it, it's interesting. Yeah, because my my pastor comes in and and incenses the altar. Um, I think what it does is it calls attention to like what's going on, mm-hmm. right? It's like okay, he's. In, I mean, for somebody that that doesn't go to mass to go in there to see how reverently right. the altar is treated and and. And the the smoke is rising up. I mean, it just kind of calls you into this mystery of the the Eucharist and the mystery of how God relates to His people. Mm-hmm. Well, one one element, you know, in response to your question, Jordan, um, you know, I was at Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton for my first parish, and it is a huge, huge church built after, modeled after the temple, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, the ceilings, I mean, are are so 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 high. And I'd go behind the altar, and there'd be a lady all the way in the back corner. And I, before I even put a speck of incense on the coal, she'd be like, ah! <laughs> she'd, start, she'd start hacking. Now, the reason I say that is because a lot of pastors, we don't, we get it all the time. You get some people who are like, Father, we love the incense, bring the incense. Then you have other people that... Father, I have asthma, I've got bronchitis, and ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so it's like you're going back and forth between this all the time, you know? I, and, don't, I don't pity you. But, but ultimately, you know, this is to my brother priests out there, guys, use incense, man. I mean, we need it. We need it. And you can't please the masses. You'll never please the masses. Right. Incense is an instrumental part of the liturgy. And even the general instructions of the Roman Missal talk about that too in 277. And in the, in the general instructions, it expresses, incest may be used during the entrance procession. So this is straight from the Catechism 277. At the beginning of Mass, to incense the altar at the procession and proclamation of the gospel. At the offertory, to incense the offerings, the altar, priest, and the people. And the elevation of the sacred host and chalice of the precious blood after the consecration. The priest may also incense the crucifix and the paschal candle. During funeral masses, the priest in the final commendation may incense the coffin, both as a sign of honor to the body of the deceased, which became the temple of the Holy Spirit at baptism, and as a sign of the faithful's prayers for the deceased rising to God. So kind of tying back to what we were talking about before. Is there anything you know, else? Like, I mean, it seems like you can incense you not anything. Incense? Well, that's the, that's, that's like, basically what they're calling for. Before, I get, before I get going in the sacristy, I'm incensing myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Take care of you more than business, incense <laughs> in the bathroom, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, you know, and also, as I'm reading, as I'm reading that uh, quote from the Catechism, I'm just remembering just some funny instances with incense, and this one in particular, uh, the deacon takes the incense from the presider, the priest, 
And then, you know, typically you bow and then the deacon incenses right. the priest. So as the priest is bowing, the deacon comes up and cracks. Hits him in the head. The, the head of the priest. And I don't know if the priest didn't treat his deacon well. I know my deacon would never do that to me. But, you know, it's it's funny. So, you know, like Bishop Estevez would always take like a huge step back yeah. whenever, whenever the incense was coming through yeah. from, at the hands of a deacon. So, <laughs> at the hands of a deacon. There's some awesome videos of like... Uh, so there's the thurible and the thurifer. Yes. The thurible is... Thurible is... It, that's a great question. So this is the thurible. That's, that's me pequeño. Yeah. Very tiny. Yeah, very yeah. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Very tiny. <laughs> um, so in, in, this, in this case, like, I would be the thurifer. So the third first swings the third hole. Oh, I'm looking at you because you went to seminary, Ryan, and you still don't have this all put I together. Just, I keep thinking of that time when we were at Christmas Mass when the, <laughs> the priest goes, the Lord be with you. And I had the thoroughfare there. And and I'm like, wow, oh, he must have forgot. You had, the around, you had the thoroughfare. You had the thoroughfare. You were the thoroughfare. I, th- I, I was not the thoroughfare. You were the thoroughfare. I wasn't thoroughfareing anything. <laughs> Yes, you were. If you have the thurible, you're the, the thurible. This uh, is the point, Ryan. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> I stand corrected again. <laughs> but what so anyway, no. So yeah, yeah. We we shared this uh, like funny church stories. So he he's he's up there. I'm following behind. I'm a seminarian, mm-hmm. you know. I'm trying to be you know be right. You know what I mean? And I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, okay, he's supposed to turn around and grab this for me. And then he goes, "The Lord be with you, with everybody." And I'm going. Oh, well, I guess he missed out. I turned around and freaking Father Fred's like, oh, Ryan, <laughs> turn around, go back there. I turn around and Father John's sitting there going, where did he go? <laughs> um, so in, re- in researching this episode, I found something I didn't know, and I thought it was really interesting. And this is from the GERM, the general instruction mm-hmm. for the Roman Missile too. is how many times you swing it mm-hmm. also for specific Three. things that you're – Incensing has mm-hmm. a specific amount of swings associated mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. How do you remember all that? Yeah. Well, ben, are you a professional? No, <laughs> are you a professional? That's why priest? you go to <laughs> seminary. Oh, and that is why you pay attention. I miss my class. Boring. So three swings of the thurible are used to incense the Most Blessed Sacrament, a relic of the Holy Cross, and images of the Lord exposed for public veneration. The offerings for the sacrifice of the Mass, the altar cross, the book of the Gospels, the Paschal candle, the priest, and the people. Two swings of the thurible are used to incense relics and images of the saints exposed for public veneration. This should be done, however, only at the beginning of the celebration following the incensation of the altar. The altar is incensed with single swings of the thurible in this way. The altar is freestanding with respect to the wall. The priest incenses by walking around it. If the altar is not freestanding, the priest incenses it while walking first to the right side and then to the left. The cross, if situated on the altar or near it, is incensed by the priest before he incenses the altar. Otherwise, he incenses it when he passes in front of it. The priest incenses the offerings with three swings of the thurible or by making the sign of the cross over the offerings with the thurible before going on to incense the cross and the altar. You have so much to remember. Yeah. That sounds like instructions for putting together like... So in, Ikea in, furniture, dude. In, in that <laughs> sense, show some empathy to your priest. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I got a lot in my head right now. I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. So don't be in the back of the church going, ah, ah, 
Father, I noticed you only used two swings when you should have noticed three. <laughs> and I'm thankful because if there was three, it would have been too much. Hey, ne- next time, don't school. use Howard's beard. <laughs> I went to school with a, a guy. He's a great guy, but he uh, at Ave Maria. And he would be back there with the general instruction, with the <laughs> missile, and he'd be watching every single priest up there. And just then he would tell you, you know, exactly what was wrong. Oh, he's a policeman. He was a policeman. Wow. wow. Yeah. Must um, have been a joy to hang out oh. with. <laughs> it was a handful. He has big time hall monitor energy. <laughs> uh, so what I want to do now is I want to look at a few places in scripture where mm-hmm. incense is mentioned and where holy oils are mentioned so we can get some context because we kind of talked about the history. This goes all the way back to mm-hmm. more or less every religion, very specifically the way that Catholics use it is a direct um, successor to the way that it was used in the temple and the way that the the Hebrew people would use it. And basically, Christians never stopped using it. So it's always been an important thing uh, until maybe, you know, 30 years ago with this all of a sudden sudden onset of so much asthma. (laughs) Sudden onset. asthma. Yeah. And I love the incense. Have you ever had any reaction to the incense with your asthma, or has it never really affected you? No, it's never affected me. I mean, and really... I, I think, generally speaking, there there is a greater reaction to incense based on hypochondria, I believe. Um, but there are cases where people have have an adverse reaction, uh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I sneeze um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's people who do have a reaction, a pulmonary reaction, and, mm-hmm. and you know, we have to be sensitive to they that. They need I to a, go to another church then. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sit by the doors. Although there is times we will go into a church and the priest gets pretty uh, yeah. enthusiastic with it, and it looks like the set of a Snoop Dogg video. It's, I mean, <laughs> it is smoky as all business in there, and I don't even have any sensitivities, and I can yeah, I can understand yeah. why people with allergies might you know, well, experience if, the, if the, the building itself is smaller with lower ceilings, oh, yeah. you were talking about mm-hmm. your the first church that you were at, how high ceilings, that really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So uh, this is a really good one. And I think this shows really early use, you know, of David. So this is a, this is Psalm 141, 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. And I love this. Uh, um, Jordan, you want to take that? Yeah. Lord, I call to you. Hasten to me. Listen to my plea when I call. Mm-hmm. Let my prayer be incense before you, my uplifted hands and evening offering. You know, that shows, again, how prayer and incense are synonymous in Scripture mm-hmm. and that they work together, that these, that the prayers that you whisper in the silence of your heart intermingle with the smoke and rise up before mm-hmm. the throne. Yes. Um, and that's really, they talk about that a lot in Revelation, which is... Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my mind's going right yeah. now, is, is Revelation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It Here's, just embodies the prayer. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I really enjoy about incense being present in Mass is Mass can become a truly immersive experience mm-hmm. with all the senses, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, visually beautiful with all the things that are in the church. If the music is beautiful, then that engages the ears. And then, you know, you taste the mm-hmm. Eucharist mm-hmm. and the precious blood. And then that the smells with the incense, it just kind of, every sense is engaged. Amen. Amen. Very important. So this one's from Revelation 8, and this is the one you were thinking about, right? Yes. Another angel came and stood at the altar holding a gold censer. He was given a great quantity of incense to offer, along with the prayers of all the holy ones, on the gold altar that was before the throne. The smoke of the incense, along with the prayers of the holy ones, went up before God from the hand of the angel. 
It's awesome. Oh, I love it. Boom. So if you don't like incense now, start liking it because <laughs> it's going to be in heaven. Hey, man, <laughs> that's, great. that's great. Well, maybe your glorified body won't have asthma. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you were mentioning to me that, so for everyone who doesn't know, everything Catholic has all sorts of amazing Catholic goods that you can get mm-hmm. produced by Catholics to help, these, yeah, to help you know support these ministries. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you make specifically is all sorts of scented items, mm-hmm. so candles, body balms. <laughs> lotions and sprays. I, I mean, right when I walked into the studio, I'm like, it smells like chrism in here. Yeah, yeah Jordan walks around like a living uh, baptism. He just always... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> I go to oh, a baptism, like, is Jordan here? Uh, <laughs> I want to smell like a sinless baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's good marketing. Hey, you want to smell like a sinless baby? Try these things from everybody. <laughs> but, um, so you you make all these things, mm-hmm. hand-poured, hand-blended, right. but you said that there's a recipe... Yeah. For incense directly in the Bible. In the Bible, right. yeah. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. So it's it's Exodus chapter thirty, um, starts on verse thirty-four. The Lord said, "The Lord told Moses, take these aromatic, subs- ar- aromatic <laughs> substances, and I'm going to butcher these names: storax and anicha and galbanum." These are pure frankincense in equal parts. These and pure frankincense in equal parts and blend them into incense. Mm. This fragrant powder expertly prepared is to be salted and so kept pure and sacred. Mm. Grind some of it into fine dust and put this before the commandments in the meeting tent where I will meet you. This incense shall be treated as most sacred by you. You may not make incense of a like mixture for yourselves. You must treat it as sacred to the Lord. Whoever makes an incense like this for his own enjoyment of its fragrance shall be cut off from his kinsmen. Okay, so you do not yes. offer that blend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that one. Don't do that one. You are outside of the tent, sir. That's you right. are a very good-smelling <laughs> vagabond. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to get some of that uh, that chrism well. Let me put some on my beard. Go for it. So I, I think, so now we're starting to get into chrism oil. So that's the other thing that I think is a primary Catholic-associated smell. You have the incense, which is a specific scent, but then you have chrism oil. And chrism oil is used in so many different sacraments and blessings within the church. I mean, even our Lord's, uh, you know, if you say Jesus Christ, Christ means the chrismed one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's from that anointing as priest, prophet, and king. And if you look even at any of the coronations of kings throughout the Middle Ages or even in ancient antiquity, ancient antiquity is kind of a, you know, I didn't, just antiquity, <laughs> uh, there was always, they were anointing the crown of their head with this oil as a sign of that seal of the kingship. And you see that in Christ being chrismated, but then you also see that in baptisms, mm-hmm. in um Confirmations in the healing of sick. When else do you use chrism oil? Uh, you know, I just I just put that on my hands, and this is you know it's this one's not blessed though. I have I know it's not it's not the chrism oil that is blessed by the bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the the triduum. It's important to realize that that the bishop blesses mm-hmm. all of the sacred oils for use mm-hmm. and sent out from the cathedral to all of the parishes of the diocese, and you know that's the oil of the sick, the oil of the infirmed. Um, the oil of initiation, the oil of catechumens, um, and the chrism oil. And as you mentioned, you know, baptism, confirmation, but it's also used for the rite of ordination mm. of holy orders. You know, you know, talking about like that sensory memory, do you remember the smell of it when you were being ordin- ordained? That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, right when I walked in immediately, I just, it, it calls to mind my ordination. 
and it calls to mind that I'm a priest, right? So we have to remember. I, Father Clay Ludwig, who's the vocations director of our diocese, he was preaching a retreat for my staff, and we were down at the mission grounds where I celebrated my first mass and everything, and, and he expressed in the Old Testament what was the greatest offense to God. And we're all thinking and, and meditating on it. I always think of St. Ignatius of Loyola who said ingratitude is one of the, is, is the greatest, uh, you know, offense before God. But what he said in the Old Testament's perspective, um, it was not remember, like not remembering, failing to call to mind what God has done in, in respect to the covenants. And, um, you know, the importance of remembering what the Lord has done for you and, and having sense like this, like what a gift to the church, really. I'm, I'm just so impressed. And the packaging on this and the smell, the, the actual smell, the chrism candles and lotions and, and other types of holy sense. But to have these things at the use of your, your spiritual needs on a daily basis is a great gift to the church. And it should help you call to mind who you are before God and end your vocation. So I really appreciate it. And walking in, it was very effective, you know? Yeah. Great. And, you know, baptisms, confirmation, those things stick with you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think too, the, um, so many of those occasions where you use chrism in particular are joyful occasions, yeah. joyous yeah. occasions, yeah. Uh, celebrating, you know, a, a great a rebirth into a the church, point, you know? And yeah. so using those scents and having them be a part of your daily life can help help you to be more joyful too. Yeah. So do you have like a oil rig or something that you dig this stuff out of the ground with? It's about 30 miles offshore. <laughs> you dig down and... How you get this stuff out of the wharf? That's right. I think it's also <laughs> out of the earth. It's a wharf, man. It's the a wharf. world earth combo. Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I love you, man. Trademark Ryan DeLaCrosse, and that's mine. <laughs> so let, let's start talking about the composition of some of these. So the, the chrism oil is scented olive oil. So when you get right. the, the, mm. the oil that the bishop does, um, that's going to be olive oil, and it's going to be scented specifically with balsam. Mm-hmm. Balsam is the, the source of that oh. smell. And I, I would say there's three main scents that are used liturgically in the Catholic Church. That's balsam, frankincense, and myrrh. And these all have very ancient uses. I mean, there's evidence of trade networks being set up 6,000 years ago for people to take maybe frankincense from Yemen and bring it to Egypt because it was so highly valued. Mm -hmm. And I think its association with kings is because it was so rare that it was like you know, the the woman anointing Jesus' feet that you use the very Amen. best for the right. most sacred Amen. situations. Yeah. Um, but they're, these are all basically tree saps that have been hardened into like an amber, right. and they grow in very specific regions. So frankincense and myrrh is going to be like on like the, the Horn of Africa, so like Somalia, Eritrea, and Yemen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's where they came from. And like King David even had shipping lines going down there to get it. And then balsam is more of a uh, more of a bush, not really a tree. Mm-hmm. But again, it's still used the same way. Uh, but those are the three scents that are used in the church, which again, frankincense and myrrh, which we know they're associated. So frankincense with kingship, myrrh is usually with funerals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you'll see that our Lord, uh, you know, after the crucifixion was anointed and cleaned right. with these oils. And then uh, balsam is in that is also in that in the chrism oil as well. So, 
Jordan, you've done a lot of things using these specifics, these scents. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about what they've got and, and how they can you yeah, know, smell sure. good like us? Because give them a discount because they're the our best. viewers. Yes. There you go. This yeah. is the best this <clears throat> studio's ever smelled. It covers up a lot of the <laughs> fish processing plant smell that comes from the corner. <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Purification, right? <laughs> I, look, I, I'm reading Moby Dick right now, and I wanted a really authentic experience, and I wanted it to—I wanted to be visceral. I wanted to smell the—you know—I wanted to smell the Pequod. I wanted to smell like it was like on, to be on a whaling boat. So I just had Howard carry my copy of the book around for a week. <laughs> now, now when I'm reading this book, I'm like, man, I am in the South Pacific, and it smells like a whaling ship. So, <laughs> so Jordan, how can you help me cover that? Well, Chrism might help, right? Um, yeah. So. So it's been it's been really fun. Chrism just is is such a gorgeous scent. I think that even if it wasn't such a classic Catholic scent, I would just like it anyway. It just smells unlike anything else. Um, it, it's hard to describe. I mean, it, it, I think the the word that comes to mind is is exotic. Uh, it's got those um, Mediterranean or Middle Eastern scents to it. It's not mm. a smell that would naturally you would experience here in the United States. Um, but we we've been fortunate enough to uh, start to experiment with and, and make some of these fragrance products that give Catholics and anybody everyday access to these scents. And and I think, you know, back in the day, you know, at least when I was a kid, incense was something that I would experience every single Sunday at least. Um, so it was a, a familiar scent, but chrism was something that was reserved for those special occasions, you know, baptism and things of that nature. And it's funny because whenever Catholics smell this, and they haven't smelled it for a long time, and immediately draws them back, and they mm-hmm. know it, and it's just it's an undeniably Catholic scent. So we've we started off with our, our chrism candles. We we made these chrism infused beeswax candles, and they were so popular, and people loved them so much. Uh, I remember we were at an event, and a woman walked up, and we had lit some candles, and it was like uh, it was like a toucan Sam following your nose. They were coming out of the woodworks because they smelled it, and then they found the candle, and this one lady was like, "Oh my gosh, I just want this all over my body." You know? <laughs> and I was like, "Lotion, you know, spray." And so we 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 developed a uh, aromatherapy room or body spray. Really? This is kind of like a alternative to, to cologne or perfume, but also if you got a stinky room, or Howard's been in it for too long, you can just <laughs> Take a couple pumps and uh, you know, get people, over here. Dump it on his Francis, head. Pope Francis said, you know, he charged me as a priest to smell like my sheep. So come over here. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like sheep. <laughs> come here, Howie. I love Actually, you, Howard's a very cleanly man. He is. Now you smell so much. <laughs> what, what do you think of that smell, Howie? I've been transported. <laughs> you know, I noticed I something it. really cool on this specific, on the recipe on this, and I just noticed this. And you're like a master brewer, you know, like, yeah. like chemist. Awesome. Yeah, chemist. But it's got distilled water, chrism oil, which you can tell where you source that from, uh, glycerin, witch hazel, and water from Lourdes. Mm-hmm. So you include the mm-hmm. water from Lourdes in yeah. it. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And again, not blessed. That's what I say. Blessed. Just not make blessed. sure everybody Nothing knows Nothing you sell is blessed. That's yeah. right. No, we, we don't do that. So then, like, if you wanted to use this candle, because it is pure beeswax for your three days of darkness kit, you'd have to have it blessed. Correct. Right? Right. right. You'd have the best-smelling apocalyptic uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> house. Safe house. Yeah. yeah. Down in your uh, down in your bunker. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, when this, this episode... I got 
eyes, dude. <laughs> dude, I just chrismated my eyes. It's good for you. We just, wow, I see we just passed the water from Lord's. <laughs> we just passed Candlemas, right? Yeah. That happened just a few days ago. And that would have been the time to bring the candles to church to have them blessed. But, I mean, you could bring a candle anytime to church and ask your pastor to bless it. Um, but, yeah, so so we've got the spray, we've got the candle, um, and then we've got the, the beard or body oil right there, which is awesome. Um, it, it's Howard, so good for the please beard. come back on camera. Yeah, Let's light this, this dry and, and really, I mean, beautiful, but unkempt beard up. Let's get this. Hold out your hand, Howard. Dude, I would just use the bottle, not the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> that beard is epic. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see the effect. Oh, look at how it glows now. Oh, oh, yeah, glistens. Your beard glows. That is glorious. Yeah. Wait, no, get on camera. No one can see you. <laughs> Here, get closer. Here. <laughs> look at that look at beautiful that. beard. It's shimmering. Yeah, look at that. Wow. Like glitter. All right. <laughs> Very nice. No, but but that that oil, um, obviously it smells wonderful. Oh, yeah. um, but also in there, the, one of the things I love about the, the beard or body oil is it has jojoba oil, which is fantastic for the dry skin that can mm. be caused underneath mm. your beard. And it softens your beard. Doesn't do so much to shape it, but softens it, makes it smell great, and then kind of heals up that dry skin. If you've ever shaved after you've had a beard for a long time, it looks pretty gnarly under there, <laughs> and this will help that. It can help, especially if you're growing a new beard, keep the itching away, too, which happens. I don't so think I that would a, ever happen to Delacrosse, though, because that guy generates more oil than you You generate. From <laughs> I'm a greasy Italian. Hey, uh, I know this is like the, the tomb of St. John. <laughs> <laughs> People just go there to collect the oil. <laughs> I noticed on the ingredients for the uh, body oil that you've got like flowers and lavender and vitamin E and all that kind of stuff. Does that mess with the smell? Because it smells just like chrism. Nope. So does that. A lot of that are the botanicals that are floating around inside. Um, but yeah, no, it's got a pure chrism scent to it. So yeah. it's fantastic. So it's where do neat. you get that chrism? Because chrism is a very, from what I understand, very hard thing to even Not procure. Oil, sure, sure. Top secret, and we'll have to take you out back afterwards. <laughs> okay. No, it, uh, there's a, a group of monks that we source our chrism from, and that's one of the things that they do that that's is a part cool. of their apostolate. They just make chrism oil and other church items, um, and they're a fantastic partner to work with, and uh, we source a lot of chrism oil from yeah. them. And it was funny, after after purchasing chrism oil from them for a long time, uh, we called them up to talk to them, and they're just like, what are you doing with all that oil? You know, they're used to selling to dioceses for things like the chrism mats, yeah. you know, and, and a diocese might buy a small quantity of chrism, and it's diluted with that olive oil. That's a carrier oil, so you don't yeah. need a lot of chrism to give it out to all the churches, uh, but we buy a tremendous amount of it. So my house always smells like chrism, which That's is fantastic. Yeah. What what you've done here with these products and this scent, I think, is just super creative, mm -hmm. and and the quality of it is just amazing. Like I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, it's done very well. These are products that I enjoy using, mm -hmm. and so it makes it really easy to produce them. And and mm -hmm. it's it's fun because everybody that comes into contact with these Catholics are just blown mm -hmm. away by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were at an event in January um, and had so many college kids there. It was the Seek Conference, yeah. and so many college kids were coming up and. You know, whether they bought something or not, we were just giving them pumps of chrism and letting them put a little bit of lotion That's on, so and, cool. and then they smelled like it all day long, and they loved it, and it was just so much joy mm -hmm. with being able to encounter these scents. So. so now you got, so we had a, a room spray. 
That's right. We have a room spray. We had a, a beard oil. An oil, and then we have a lotion. Let and this is out. a shea butter base with chrism infused. So it's it's great. Like my knuckles get really dry, my knees get really mm-hmm. dry, especially in the winter time. Mm-hmm. And so we're just talking about that after mass. That's so, right. Yeah, there's a guy whose his thumbs get really messed my up. My fingers kind of break, uh, split a little bit. And just put some of that on. It's going to moisturize your skin, but it just smells so good. So I personally like the lotion for skin contact stuff and then the spray for clothes. Okay. Um, I know a lot of women will spray it in their hair, and their hair will carry it. Hmm. Howard's beard would probably do a good job of carrying it. I wonder that. if you need some more oil. I mean, I could scoop scoop it off my head sometimes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we got to get one of those things that they use for gladiators where they scrape it off and then bottle it and sell it to all the women of Rome. I, I mean, I produce it, you know. That's I'm, really awesome. So if, if there's patrons out there, if there's listeners or viewers of our content that haven't subscribed or clicked the thumbs up yet, do it now. Do it. How, how do they find out uh, where to get this? Yeah, go to everythingcatholic.com. You'll see it right there on the homepage. We've got a, a big, giant picture up there that talks about Catholic-scented skin care. And you can get all of these products plus our candles. And for the Catholic Talk Show, we've got a special discount code. You use the code TALK. T-A-L-K at checkout, you can get 15% off your purchase. Sweet. I'm, nice. I'm kind of curious because I know you're really crafty and all that. And so, like, what else are you working on? Because you, you got to be working on something. Yeah, we got a few other things in R&D. So we've had so many people really enjoy the beard oil um, that we're putting together a beard balm also, Sweet. which will smell like chrism. That'll be the first scent that we test, but will also help shape the beard too. So we had a lot of guys especially at that Seek conference that we went to, who were bearded fellows that really liked this, but had some pretty crazy beards. So giving them some balm will be good. The other things that we'd like to start doing is because we've had so much success and and good uh, feedback on the sprays and the lotions, we'd like to break that out into some other scents too, like frankincense and myrrh or incense, because mm-hmm. people might enjoy more than just the chrism scent. And you do like have those uh, scents and candles. So you we do. A, so you have a frankincense and myrrh That's candle. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and an then we've got an incense candle, candle. And a chrism candle. That's right. So those are kind of the three classic Catholic scents. We have a few other smaller candles and some seasonal candles mm-hmm. that use some other scents, like a rose candle for Mary. I love that one. And, yeah, it's, and, nice. you have, and the imagery that you have on there, too, yeah. like the Annunciation yeah. and mm-hmm. classic. And yeah. that, that we, we've got a, um, a Holy Family candle bundle that uses the three hearts. So we've got this, the Immaculate Heart, Sacred Heart, and Chaste Heart. Uh, the St. Joseph candle is pretty cool. It's, That's it's like mint, right? It's cedar and mint. Yeah, I, I have that one. Yeah. The it's ones really I nice. actually have in my home, and I use them. I'm not just you know, promoting. I have the St. Joseph one. And then I have the um, the angels one, which was a really mm-hmm. yeah. I like I have the angels one yeah. too. I didn't Angelus. get the Saint Joseph one. And then we have the and then we have chrism and incense. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah we're we're actually about to um, come out with two scents for Easter, um, a lily scented candle, cool. um, and then one that is uh, smells like fresh cut grass just for springtime. Really? Yeah, it's really delightful. How so. did you pull that off? That's kind of cool. Yeah, grass it, clippings. It, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze and all that scent out. Um, one one blade at a time. No, this is cool. handcrafted business. And we've got kind of like a a lab of sorts in our basement where we make all these things. And we've got so many different fragrance and essential oils Mm. that we're experimenting with and testing out. Um, It's it's kind of overwhelming at times. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So So no like hair gel or (laughs) no toothpaste. (laughs) Toothpaste. All right. All right. Take it easy. Shaving cream. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, everything Catholic has a lot of other great stuff on there. You have rosaries. You have uh, this wall hanger for the rosary. Um, you have books. Yep. You have children's toys. Yeah. Um, socks. Socks. Mm. You have really everything. It's mm-hmm. I mean, hence the name, everything Catholic. That's right. Los yeah. totos de cacalitos. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, 
So if you go to everythingcatholic.com and use the code TALK, you're going to save 15%. I think that's a good deal. It is. Jordan, yeah. we always love having you in here. It's a blessing. Dude. I mean, because you're such a you know, like really a crafty guy, and you mm-hmm. are the real deal making these things you know, boutique Catholic things yeah. that help people spread their faith, but are also really high quality. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. can go and buy, I don't know, some lotion from CVS, and it's going to yeah, smell fine. I, I gave or you can get this, and it's just made my own. Jose smells good, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the... Um, he has the ministry and the uh, evangelical tool of the great smell. <laughs> I gave a, a my favorite rosary away, and it was the St. Joseph the Worker Rosary that I, that you gave me a long time ago. And uh, I gave it when we were traveling yeah. to our pilgrimage in Lisbon. There was a little guy who's probably a year old, and he was kind of crawling through the seats, and he was interacting with me yeah. like the whole flight. And he reached out while I was praying my rosary, and I, I he was holding it, and I was praying the rosary with him. And then I, I got up and I talked to his mother and I asked her, you know, does your son have a rosary? And um, and she's like, no, he, he's never received one. So I said, this is his rosary now. And, and I blessed him and, and it was just a beautiful interaction. But that's your that's your ministry. And that's it's cool. like being extended, you know, yeah. where it, it's touching so many people. You know, it is it is it is fun. It's um, it, it'll be it's fun when every once in a while an order comes through that someone I know who yeah. doesn't necessarily know it's you. me. Oh, that's cool. And that's really fun to just drop a little something into their box when we ship things out. But, you know, kind of along the lines of, of your story about the rosary, my father-in-law recently passed away. And mm-hmm. he, in, in the last few weeks of his life, he had one of the St. Joseph rosaries that wow. he kept with him. And it was in his hands when he passed. And oh, we were all man. there. And so, I mean, it's just... It's really, really, really special, and I feel very blessed to be able to to be able to do this and to mm-hmm. be able to be a part of it. Yeah, you and Joanna are very special to us, and and you're a part of the family. Yeah, and so are you. And we appreciate all of you guys out there who connect with us on all of our platforms. If you want to learn more about the Catholic Talk Show or figure out if you want to listen to us on on any of our Audible services, um, you know we're out on all of the podcast forums as well. If you're if we're on your commute, we hope that you're driving safely and being inspired by this content. Make sure if you're if you're considering uh, supporting our show, go to CatholicTalkShow.com forward slash Patreon. And you'll see every way that you could support us. And we really appreciate your generosity. And be sure to check out Jordan's stuff. You're going to love it. And it makes a great gift to somebody that you love. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Mm